0: So I just want to encourage you to li- listen with your heart and also listen with your head, but first with your heart. Um, so, Father, we open our hearts to your wave of grace, that you administer to us what you want to minister to us. Um, it struck me that when uh, Chris sh- shared earlier about uh, the Father declaring um, the, Lord, the Lord is gracious and compassionate, it reminds me when Moses asked that asked the question. He said, I want to see your glory. I want to see your glory. And God says, I will make my goodness pass before you. That His goodness is his glory. Moses is thinking his glory. He wants this amazing, awesome experience. God says, I'm going to show you my goodness. And Moses only gets to see his back, but we get to see his face because we have the face of Christ. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Um, here's the... This, that's my preface to what I just felt I got downloaded while we were worshipping there. Um, it's from from Joshua. Um, rivers, rivers in the scripture do two things. Rivers supply life and they set boundaries. They supply life and they set boundaries. And sometimes they do two at the same time. And um, chapter 4 when all the people had crossed the Jordan the Lord said to Joshua now choose 12 men one from each tribe tell them take 12 stones from the very place where the priests are standing in the middle of the Jordan carry them out and pile them up at the place where you will camp tonight so Joshua called the 12 men he had chosen one from each of the tribes of Israel he told them go into the middle of the Jordan In front of the ark of the Lord your God, each of you must pick up one stone and carry it out on your shoulder. Twelve stones in all, one for each of the twelve tribes of Israel. We will use these stones to build a memorial. In the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Then you can tell them, they remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the ark of the Lord's covenant went across. These stones will stand as a memorial among the people of Israel forever. So the men did as Joshua had commanded. They took 12 stones from the middle of the river, one for each tribe. As the Lord had told Joshua, they carried them to the place where they camped for the night and constructed the memorial there. Joshua also set up another pile of 12 stones in the middle of the Jordan at the place where the priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant were standing. And they are there to this day. Um, So the the Jordan is a barrier between the children of Israel and the Promised Land. When the Ark of the Presence goes into the river, the river dries up, but it doesn't dry up immediately. It takes some time, about an hour, actually, if you work it out. So the priests are standing there. As soon as they set foot in the water, it dries, but they have to wait. So they have to stand still in the presence of God while the water is, is flowing downstream because it, it actually is cut off at the head of the river, not at the point where they stand. So... As soon as they as soon as they set foot in it, at the head of the river it switched off, but it's about an hour before it drains away. Then the then the Israelites cross over into the promised land, and then they get this strange command take take the rocks from where the priests were standing from the river bed and build the altar. And they do that, and then it says Joshua took rocks from the shore, and he went and built the same altar in the river bed, and then the river was flooded again. So just, just again, listen, listen with your spirit. I'm not teaching here; I'm prophesying. So the the, the Jordan, the, I, I feel like there are um, there are kind of uh, crisis points or, or um, points of major obstacles for some of us here this morning that are like the Jordan River, this rushing river, and you have no way to cross it. And and this story is about how Jesus comes to meet us. This is about how his presence is mediated to us. And what it's saying is that the priests take the presence right into the middle of the water. And I feel like God is saying, "Um, don't be afraid to stand, just stand still. The scripture says, stand still and see the glory of the Lord. Stand still and see the glory of the Lord say to the cities, behold your God, stand still and see his deliverance. That you, you may feel like you're, you're facing the river and it's just, it's uncrossable. Or you may feel like you are right in the middle of the river, but the Holy Spirit is saying, just stand still and see his glory, see his goodness. Because the, the water has been dried up from the head, the head of the river the answer has already come. The answer to the prayer has already come. It's just going to take some time before it manifests in the natural. In the spiritual, it's already been said, yes and amen. It's just going to take some time before it manifests in the natural. So just stand still in the river. And what actually happens is when we have that kind of an experience, the river dries up and then the altar which is the place where God's presence becomes tangibly felt. The altar is the place where we can make contact with his presence. That is everywhere. Uh, like Grace was just saying, God is everywhere, but the altar is this focal point and we, we connect with it. And it's like, yeah, that's where we remember who God is. It's where we connect with him and where his presence becomes manifest. And actually what is what builds the altar is the, the riverbed. So once the, the water has drained away, then the very stones that God chooses to build the river, uh, to build the altar, come from the dry land. So, in other words, the very place of contention, the very place where the obstacle is, the very place where the presence of God makes contact with the obstacle in our lives, that's the very thing that God uses to make the visible altar. So the altar that's on the shore, it's, it comes from the deep places inside us. When we're struggling with something that we have no solution to, where we have absolutely no way out, no natural way to solve it, that's exactly where he meets us. And that's the very place, that's the very bedrock of our souls that he uses to build the altar in the visible place. It's hidden. Only only we can feel it, only we can sense it and see it because it's deep inside us, but it's from the depths of those places that the visible altar is made. But then you get Joshua, and Joshua is Jesus, right? Joshua means, it's the same name, Joshua. So Joshua is, the whole book of Joshua is about how Jesus comes to meet us. So it says then, Joshua, Jesus, he takes stones and he builds an altar in the very deep place, right at the bottom of the river. And the river that became, the, the river that was an obstacle now gets reflooded. But when it gets reflooded, it's now become a source of life. So just, just listen, listen to me with your spirit. The river that was the obstacle, once we've encountered the presence of God in that place, that very river now becomes the river of life. That very place that was the greatest obstacle, the greatest uh, insurmountable point of defeat, that the very place where the presence of God sets up residence. That's the very place where Jesus himself builds an altar. He builds an altar in the very, the very deep part of your being. And that looks unique to every single one of us. It, whatever you're going through or have been through, there are these moments where an altar is built by Jesus in the very bedrock of your soul and then it is flooded with his presence. Suddenly, the 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 obstacles, the trials, the challenges, the the, the sufferings and the difficulties, those very things that have seemed to be the, the the most problematic, they are now the things that come most alive in the presence of God. And then there are two altars. There's the visible one on the shore that other people can make contact with. But the thing that energizes that altar and makes it sacred, that makes it a sacrament that, uh, in which people can actually contact the presence of God in your life, in your words, in your testimony, in your prayers, in your encouragement, in your gift, that place that's visible that others can come around, it works because it it's mirrored and it's conjoined with the altar that Jesus has built at the very depth of your soul. When it was dry land, when it was an insurmountable problem, now it has been flooded by the presence. And the river that was a boundary, the river that was an obstacle, has now become a river that's a river of life. Jesus, I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you enable us. You, you make these things real and make them known to us in ways that only you can. It's not, it's not an intellectual thing. This is you, Holy Spirit, to turning the lights on. Where I, I just feel it. There's, there's people in the room. You know that you're facing that kind of an obstacle you know that you're facing it or you know that you're in it and inside you something's firing off it's like the, the like the spark plug is firing and you're like yes, yes, yes okay in my, in my heart I, I'm, I'm getting something but this is for me I don't quite understand it in my head you know that's how revelation works it's downloaded into your spirit you're going to take years to figure it out in your head so don't lead with your head lead with your heart if you lead with your head you're going to get tied up in circles so lead, lead with the heart yes Holy Spirit Yes, Holy Spirit, would you, would you teach me, Holy Spirit, make this prayer your own. Would you teach me, Holy Spirit, to recognize your presence? Would you teach me to recognize where you are building that altar, Jesus? And I want to speak hope to you because where that thing seems like it's an insurmountable obstacle right now, In the future, this is going to be the very place of the greatest manifestation of glory, which is the goodness of God. This is going to be the place where people are able to see. That's okay, that's where God has something done something amazing for him. God has done something amazing for her. Do it for me too. Thank you, Jesus. You just say stand still in the river so we accept your invitation to stand still or sit still or lie still or, what, or however it looks just tell Jesus if you know that's you, you tell him I give you permission I accept your invitation build the altar Jesus The scripture says, because of the love of God, we are not consumed. When Moses saw the burning bush, it wasn't that the bush was on fire. It was that the bush didn't burn up. It wasn't consumed. That was the miracle. It took him a while to notice it. It took him a while to notice it. Can you follow me on this? It took him a while to notice it. The bush was on fire. Bushes catch fire all the time in the desert. That's not surprising. It took him a while to say, hang on a second. Something is different about this bush. There's a fire on it, but it's not consumed. It's the goodness of God. It's the goodness of God. Holy Spirit, would you give us eyes to recognize where your fire is that the whole of creation, the whole of our lives are a burning bush, alight and alive with the flame of the love of God. And because it's your love, we're not consumed. Jesus, thank you that you want us to know that we are not alone or abandoned. You want us to know that you're with us. Moses says to the father, how will I know that you're with me? And he says, my presence will go with you and will give you rest. How will I know that I found favor in your sight? My presence will go with you and give you rest. So, Father God, in Jesus' name, we release, we release, we release the rest of God into this room. I release it and bless your spirit to know it now. In Jesus' name.